Hi, welcome to Training for Godliness, where we take a few minutes to remind each other to stay focused on spiritual things during our daily walk with God. I'm your host, Paul Hammonds. Hi, this is Paul Hammonds, the evangelist at the Kimberly Church of Christ in Gardendale, Alabama, and this is Training for Godliness. Hope you're finding these podcasts useful, encouraging, and educational, and if you have any suggestions, please let me know. We've got a few other channels in the works, and I'll keep you posted as those become available. But in the meantime, on to this week's topic. Most people familiar with the teachings of Jesus can tell you what he considered to be the greatest commandment. They may not exactly know where it is in the Bible, but somewhere in there, Jesus tells us that you shall love the Lord is the most important thing, and that a close second is love your neighbor as yourself. As a result, there are a lot of people who have developed an idea that serving God and following Jesus involves having some sort of emotional attachment to Jesus. We can look at it the way we love our parents. I love my mom and dad, but that doesn't mean I have to do whatever they say. I'm a grown-up now. I can make my own rules and decisions, and their job as parents is to accept all those decisions. And my job is to love them even when they say things I don't like or act in ways that I don't agree with. Basically, love is being able to ignore all our differences and care about each other. Well, that sounds great, and and on some level, there's some truth to that. But there's a lot more to what Jesus is saying there, and sometimes we miss what Jesus is really calling us to do. And in reality, it's a lot more demanding than what we typically think of as the concept of love. Jesus says in Mark 12, 28, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's not an empty expression. It's not hyperbole. I might tell someone I love you with all my heart, but when it comes to making decisions in my life, my first thought is still what I want to do, what's in my best interest. After all, that's what we're taught in our culture. Me first. Take care of yourself. Don't give up on your dreams or ideals or desires for anyone. Be true to yourself. But the problem is that Jesus is saying the exact opposite here. If I love the Lord with all my heart, That leaves no room for any love that is going to contradict the love of God. Loving with all my strength means that my energies and efforts are reserved for activities that reflect a love for God. And I don't have strength left for anything else. And in Matthew's account, we read an additional statement that Jesus makes. On these two commandments, in other words, loving God and loving your neighbor, hang all the laws and the prophets. That means that everything God commands you to do falls into these two categories. It doesn't mean that the other laws God gives are unimportant or or less important. They're not optional for us as long as we maintain an emotional attachment to God. They are tools God gives us to exemplify our love for God. When I have a true love for God, all these other things God has asked us to do should fall into place. Do I truly love my God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength? Jesus says in John 14, 15, that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not if you love me, you'll think fondly of me while you go about living the life you choose and ignoring all the things I've told you to do. Godly love is a love that is defined by God, not by us. And the love that God requires from us is a love that compels us to not only embrace God, but to embrace everything God is, including his character, his nature, and his will. We love what he loves, and we love how he loves. In Romans 12, 9, Paul makes a pretty important statement about what a true godly love requires. He says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Those aren't separate thoughts. Paul is saying that true love, love that comes from God, calls for us to make some choices in our lives. If I love God, I will love the things of God, things I know that God approves. That means that I not only have to have a knowledge of what God loves, not the things I think God should love, but what his word actually teaches us that he loves. But I need to love those things too. 
I should desire to fill my life with good things, not continuing to cling to the sinful activities of the world that we know God hates. So does that mean that God doesn't love sinners? Of course not. God commended his love to us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. That's what Paul writes in the same book in Romans 5, 8. But God doesn't love in the same way that we talk about love in our culture. God's love doesn't allow him to simply overlook sin, to say, you live your best life, do whatever makes you happiest, whatever you enjoy, and I'm going to accept that and let you come live with me in my kingdom. God's love compels him to reach out to humanity, his creation, and provides a way for us to be with him if that's really what we want. But we have to ask ourselves the question, is my love for God genuine? Do I really love God? Because if I love God, I want to be like God. I want to be around things that reflect the character of God. I want to live the way God wants me to live. Not out of a sense of some moral code, but rather a wish to be everything God wants me to be, knowing that every command he gives, every instruction for my life is designed to bring me closer to him so that when this life is over, I can spend eternity in the presence of the God that I truly love. So let's love the Lord not in some nebulous, meaningless way, but with a love that seeks to know God in all his virtue, all his righteousness, all his justice, and all his mercy. And we carry that grace with us in everything we do. That's the whole point behind the idea of training for godliness. So thank you for listening. 